This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello, Storytimers, and welcome to episode number 46 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. Today, I'm happy to be joined once again by my roommate, Carrie. Now, she used the pseudonym for the poor subject of today's story, but a couple times she slipped and accidentally used the real name. So when that happens, you'll hear where I beeped it out. And what happened to this poor girl? Well, she had a really bad time at the Brazilian airport. Please enjoy. All right, and I'm happy to be joined once again by my roommate, Carrie. So, Carrie, please say hello. Hello, everybody. And this is the third time you've been on the podcast, so welcome back. Thank you. And uh, you have a secondhand story for me, correct? That's right. And uh, I believe you mentioned earlier that this story is about someone that you told a story about previously. That's correct. So, if you, uh, I think it was episode 40, maybe? The brain, bugs in the brain. Bugs in the brain. So, um, I, th- all I know about this story is that it's the same girl, so, uh... And this time we'll call her Trish? Okay. What did we call her last time? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. We'll, we'll call her Trish, and, uh, whenever you're ready, go ahead and get started. Right, okay, so, um, Trish was, I'm not sure if she was, uh, just leaving Brazil, or if she had stopped in Brazil, um, on a connection flight to another country um well back to south africa but um she's in the brazil airport and they're in they've gone through customs so they they like in the airport part of the airport okay so they're they're waiting for their next flight after going through customs and immigration okay and she looks at her tickets and she sees that um she's traveling with her mother and she sees that there are two tickets they've got different seat numbers so she's not entirely happy about this. So she says to her mom, okay, you sit here. I'm just going to go and find somebody to ask them if maybe they can, you know, switch our seats so that we're sitting next next to each other. Okay, and that that's a reasonable request. Correct. So her mom says, okay, go. Don't be long. Um, she'll wait here for you. Right. So goes to her counter. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, it's okay. Out. I'll cut it out. You cut it off. Yeah, so Trish goes to the counter. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Trish goes to her counter. Yes. And um, she says to the, the lady behind the counter, look, can you help me? We're not sitting next to each other. We want to change the, the our seat numbers. And um, the lady at the counter says, no, sorry, non-comprehende, and shows her director to maybe another counter over there. Trish walks on to the next counter, and the lady behind that counter again says, no, non-comprehende, and points her to another counter. So off she goes, and she goes to counter after counter, getting non-comprehende, non-comprehende, over and over again. Okay, and she would be speaking English. That's right. Right. That's right. And she is, I should, I guess should say, is from South Africa. That's correct. Originally, okay. So um, they they direct her through, like, this little hallway. So she goes on through this hallway, and she sees, when she comes out into a new area, oh, there's the SAA desk. So she knows SAA from home, South African Airways. Okay. So she's like, these people will definitely be able to help me. 
So she goes up to the SAA counter. She says to the lady there, will you help me? Our tickets, we we um seated in, in two different parts of the plane. Can you organize for us to be seat, seated together? And the lady looks at her tickets and says, no, well, actually, it's an old plane. So the ticket numbers don't necessarily, like, you know, line up, but you are actually sitting next to each other. Okay. But before she can finish talking, her eyes go, like, huge, like, saucers, and she looks over shoulder and like really gets a fright mm-hmm. turns around and there's uh six policemen but it's like army army police so they they're really really big guys and they look really scary and they grab her and they cuff her hands and they cuff her feet oh wow so she starts screaming because yeah. she doesn't she can't understand you know right i i guess happening. they're all speaking portuguese that's and- right and they lift her up while she's struggling and screaming to, to, to get loose. They just lift, lift her up and they carry her away. Wow. So they take her, they take her to this, um, to a back room and they strip her of all her clothes. Oh, wow. All the time not speaking English. Right. And they put her on this metal table and they x-ray her and they turn her over and they x-ray her again and then they, give her back her clothes, going through all of her things at the same time that she had on her. And then they bring in a, a piece of paper and they say, no, that she must sign. So she's like, she doesn't want to sign. She can't understand what anybody's saying. So she starts screaming for a translator. Right. She just starts screaming, translator, translator. So eventually they bring in a translator. Right. To speak to her and explain what's going on. And um, this woman says to her, no, um, what this uh, piece of paper that she's signing says is that she's um, she's she's signing to admit her guilt of entering Brazil illegally um, with illegal substances. Wow! So I yeah, I imagine that's a pretty serious offense. That's um, correct. I mean, you hear stories about South America being laxer, but even so, no, no government wants illegal substances brought into their country. That's right, and I think if they they do catch you, I mean. Like, I think the, the, the punishment is, is harsh. Right. So, like, severe jail time. That's right. That kind of thing. So, um, she, the whole time also trying to get them to contact her mother, who's waiting on the other side, and they said, no, that they, they couldn't do that. This, you know, this was, it's a totally separate issue. And until they had it sorted out, they, they, there was nothing they could do about her mother. So she's worrying about that, and she's, you know, got the stress of these people asking her these questions at the same time. Um, but what she eventually manages to do is to get the, the translator to convince them to go and look at the video footage of the airport. Because she explains her story about the tickets and, you know, she was just trying to get their tickets seated next to each other. So what they did was is they went and they got all the, the video footage mm-hmm. and they looked at all the surveillance and they could see her being pointed from person to person, you know, all the way back to the SAA counter. And what had happened was is she had, they had sent her through a side door. So she had just by mistake and the mistake also of the people behind the counter, they had sent her through and she had avoided going through customs. Oh, so she went through an off-limits area. That's right. So she went through, um, so she had gone, she had missed the, the customs gate. So she had gone into Brazil without being checked by security. 
So then they, they gave her a form and they said, okay, we understand your, your plight. We will let you go back to your mother and get on your plane to go back to South Africa, but you must sign this form. Otherwise, we're not letting you go. So okay. they bought a new form and this so form... So not the confession. Not the confession. But this this form was still in in a way a confession. It was just um, in confessing to entering Brazil illegally even though it was by mistake, right? with a fine of 75000 US dollars. That's a steep fine. Very steep. Yeah. So they cuffed her, so she signed. There was nothing else she could do. She just wanted to get home. Right. So she signed the, the form, and um, they took her back to her mother, who in the interim had had basically a nervous breakdown. Yeah, because her daughter's disappeared. Had been gone for eight hours. She'd been asking everybody to look, help her, help her. I've lost my daughter. They wouldn't let her go through through customs to the other side to see if um, her daughter was there. Right. So she was just absolutely panicking in in you know the while she was waiting. Yeah, of course. And I mean, she got sick. She she just completely her body just 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 had a, just crashed. Anyway, so they put her on the plane with her daughter. And the daughter on the plane is handcuffed and feet cuffed the whole way back to South Africa. Really? So they don't just like put her on the plane no, and they, let her go? No. Then when they when they, they land in South Africa, they escorted her off the plane to make sure that she had actually landed. Okay. And was back in South Africa. And then she was uncuffed and released. Okay. So she took um, all that paperwork that she had gotten from, you know, that she had signed, and she had to then go back to court in South Africa. Right. Um, it went all the way, I think, uh, to one of the high courts, and they had to uh, get all the video footage sent back to South Africa to prove that she had actually, um, you know, it was a mistake. Right. This wasn't it an was intentional that, breach of that's correct. security. So um, anyway, they reduced her fine, and now... Um, to $400 that she has to pay to the Brazilian government when and if she goes to Brazil again. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good at least. Yeah. Um, I could see where maybe she wouldn't go to Brazil again. <laughs> no. She might, that might just be checked off the list of destinations forever. I think, I think it was a very, very scary experience. No, that sounds terrifying for her. Like an extremely invasive search with no real explanation that's in her great. language. And not being able to understand and... Like, um, you know, I think the, the police in general, you know, can be very intimidating and scary. But I think when you dress in that army get out and you've got those big guns and you, you know, you're really big because she's not, she's a little person. Right. It's like, <laughs> I think it can be very, very traumatic. Yeah. And like for her mom too. I mean, that's. Correct. Her mom was, I mean, it, I think it took a, a while for her mom just to come right because she was, she got like physically sick. She, yeah. you know, just broke down entirely. Well, if your daughter says, I'm going to go ask a question and then you don't see her for eight hours. And that's... nobody will help you. Yeah. And you're in like a foreign place. I'm sure they had no one else in the country to talk to either. That's right. I mean, it's not like they could just call up their cousin who lived down the road and get some extra help from him. That's right. It's, Especially it's pretty isolated. Especially when you're in your, your cell phones don't work. You know, you, you really are out of out of touch. Wow. But she's safely hope. That, that's, <laughs> that's good. I mean, I'm, important I'm glad everyone's safe. I'm glad she got it cleared up. I'm glad she didn't owe $75,000. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. 
even four hundred dollars for a mistake. Yeah, and I mean, not a... even your own mistake. Right, it was actually the mistake of the people who were directing her. If you know, I think about it, they should. She shouldn't have been allowed to go through that door. Right, and no one should have said, "Oh, go through this oh, one." Go through that one. But and four hundred dollars is kind of an expensive mistake, but. It won't settle you with debt for years, which is... I, I'm glad she has that, and she probably won't even have to pay it. That's right, and no jail time, thank goodness. Yes, oh, of course. Trish, we wish you the best. <laughs> um, stay out of trouble. Uh, we love you. Carrie, thank you for telling that story. Cool, Very uh, alarming, but entertaining. Yes, yes, right. scary. All right, thank you. <laughs> Great, bye. User feedback time now. I received a comment about last week's story from Travis Taylor, who said, Great, now I'm going to have to do this, because this just sounds like me. Thanks, Will. Thanks. Well, Travis, uh, you heard what the consequences were, so as long as you're ready to face a hefty bill, uh, go right ahead. I do have to say that I do not encourage it, nor will I help you pay that bill. And that does it for this week's episode. Thanks to Carrie for coming on and sharing that story. If you'd like to be like Travis and leave a comment on the blog, head to secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can subscribe either through RSS or through iTunes, as well as find links to our Facebook page, our Musician Gummery, and our license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you'd like to receive updates through Twitter, subscribe to twitter.com slash secondhandstory. And to get in touch with me directly, write to Will at secondhandstorytime.com. Before I go, I want to give a huge thanks to everyone who became a fan on Facebook this week. Thanks to all of you. You can now go to facebook.com slash secondhandstorytime and get directly to our page. Thanks again for listening. We'll have another episode next Thursday.